and welcome to episode 26 of the Dayson Digest podcast. My name is Melissa Johnson, and I am an associate professor of medicine at Duke University Medical Center and a liaison clinical pharmacist with Dayson. It is Antibiotic Awareness Week, and in this week's episode, I thought it would be a great time to get a pulse on the status of stewardship efforts in the United States. Today, we will be talking about a recently published report from the CDC entitled Antibiotic Use in the United States, Progress and Opportunities. The CDC report has five main areas. First, they talk about data across all different healthcare settings. Secondly, they talk about data regarding antibiotic use and examples of stewardship specifically during the COVID-19 pandemic. Thirdly, they discuss new and updated antibiotic stewardship resources. Fourth, they discuss other examples of stewardship in action across the United States. And finally, they discuss emerging opportunities for antibiotic stewardship. So first, the CDC discusses progress on the national goals for combating antibiotic-resistant bacteria, otherwise known as CARB. The National Action Plan for Combating Antibiotic-Resistant Bacteria was first released in 2015 and includes national targets to fight antibiotic-resistant bacteria, specifically those recognized in CDC's Antibiotic Resistance Threats Report from 2019. The CDC joined with other federal partners in the CARB Task Force in late 2020 to release the next version of the National Action Plan, outlining goals and actions for 2020 through 2025. So taking a step back, how and what have we done since 2015? What did the data tell us? One of the first areas of concentration by the CDC was prescribing of antibiotics in the outpatient setting. A goal from the first CARB National Action Plan from 2015 to 2020 was to reduce inappropriate outpatient antibiotic use by 50% by 2020. To achieve this goal, CDC led various activities such as expanding the use of data by states and payers to engage high prescribers, promoting appropriate use of diagnostic tools, improving access to these tools and resources for outpatient providers, including those focused on prescribing during transitions of care. From 2011 to 2018, outpatient antibiotic prescriptions decreased overall by 10% and were on track to meet the 2020 CARB goal. But then the COVID-19 pandemic hit and had a major impact on outpatient antibiotic prescribing and care seeking by patients in the outpatient setting. From 2019 to 2020 then, there was a 25% decrease in outpatient prescriptions for antibiotics, resulting in prescribing rates that were much lower, and thus we exceeded our overall 2020 CARB goal. The CDC report has a nice graph of the United States showing community antibiotic prescriptions per 1,000 population by state in 2019. If you look at this graphic, antibiotic prescriptions in the outpatient setting were lowest for the Western United States and the New England states. North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida were in the second and third highest tier, while West Virginia was in the highest tier, along with states such as Alabama, Tennessee, and Kentucky, and Virginia was in the middle of the pack. The CDC report also describes progress in regards to achievement of the seven core elements of antibiotic stewardship as recommended by the CDC for acute care hospitals. It also has a nice graphic again by state 
showing the breakdown of the number of states meeting all seven core elements. Nationally, 91% of hospitals have met all seven core elements by 2020. North Carolina, South Carolina, and Virginia are all at 97%, whereas Georgia is at 90% and Florida is at 96%. In terms of submitting their data to the NHSN antibiotic use module, as most of our DASON sites do, more than 2,000 acute care hospitals across the United States have submitted data as of June 2021. The report also breaks this down again by state, with 47% of hospitals in North Carolina reporting to NHSN, 46% in South Carolina, 67% in Virginia. Georgia and Florida are a little bit lower at 31% and 35%. Some of the lowest states are Pennsylvania, for example, at only 9%, so room for growth there. The report also outlines progress in stewardship at nursing homes. Looking at the achievement of all the core elements, this rose from a low of 43% in 2016 to a high of 71% in 2018. The second part of the report focuses on antibiotic use data and examples of stewardship during the COVID-19 pandemic. The first of which was a paper published by King et al. in Clinical Infectious Diseases in 2020, outlining antibiotic prescribing in the outpatient setting. As we have previously discussed, there was a decline in antibiotic prescribing in the outpatient setting, potentially related to a decrease in presentations, but also lower rates of non-COVID-19 respiratory illnesses, such as the common cold and flu, which were low during this period. However, azithromycin prescribing rates were quite high and higher than expected this early in the COVID-19 pandemic. They also describe acute care antibiotic use during the COVID-19 pandemic. And this was described in a paper by Rose et al. in Open Forum of Infectious Diseases in 2021. The report shows that almost 80% of patients hospitalized with COVID-19 received antibiotic therapy, frequently with agents used to treat lower respiratory tract infections. Approximately half of hospitalized patients received ceftriaxone, which was commonly prescribed with azithromycin. In nursing homes during COVID-19, we saw that overall prescribing of antibiotics was slightly lower by about 3% in 2020 than in 2019. They felt that this would be attributable to several factors, including potential changes in healthcare delivery in nursing home residents during this time, changes in the population during this time, and increased awareness and improvement of implementation of infection prevention and control measures. However, they did see an increased prescribing of certain antibiotic agents during this time, specifically those for respiratory infections. This included azithromycin, which was 46% higher compared to 2019, and ceftriaxone, which was 18% higher compared to 2019. The report also described an intervention that was focused on improving prescribing of antibiotics for respiratory tract infections. This intervention actually ran during the COVID-19 pandemic between July of 2019 through June of 2020 and was compared to a pre-pandemic baseline. There were five main categories of activities during this intervention, including education, tools in the electronic health record to guide prescribing, a, ben a benchmarking dashboard for providers, 
media and educational tools and alignment within the organization. As a result of this intervention, they saw a decrease in prescribing of antibiotics for respiratory encounters from an average of 49% during the baseline period to 34% during the intervention period. They also saw that antibiotic prescribing for respiratory conditions that do not require antibiotics decrease from 20% to 8% with this intervention. Likewise, azithromycin prescribing decreased from almost 10% to about 3%. They also described a 40 hospital COVID-19 collaborative network among Michigan hospitals. These hospitals collected data from the first surge of COVID-19 patients and this data showed that there were high rates of early empiric antibiotic use in COVID-19 patients, despite low rates of community onset bacterial co-infections. As a result of looking at this data, these hospitals developed a multi-pronged improvement strategy to benchmark their data, focus on educational webinars, and identify and share risk factors for bacterial co-infection. As a result, they observed a decrease of antibiotic prescribing for these patients from 53% to 33% in terms of early empiric antibiotic use for non-critically ill patients who were hospitalized with COVID-19. The third part of the CDC report focuses on new resources. They have updated several web pages related to patient education materials, including educational resources for healthcare professionals and a beyond antibiotics aware partner toolkit. They also have new resources such as a nursing home viruses and bacteria chart, long-term care pharmacy posters, a hospital discharge poster, and watchful waiting for ear infections prescription pad. These will be linked in the CDC report that's posted to our site. The CDC also focused on a new intervention during this time or program to promote awareness of sepsis and appropriate antibiotic prescribing. In the spring and summer of 2021, they launched their Be Antibiotics Aware and Get Ahead of Sepsis campaign. This was a two-phase campaign focusing, again, on optimizing antibiotic use and approaching sepsis patients appropriately. They aimed to increase engagement with the information and tools that they had available on their website and increase downloads of these materials. Again, these are linked through the report if you want to use some of these tools to focus on your sepsis campaigns. The CDC report also discusses how the core elements have now been expanded to many different settings. First, they have those for the hospital antibiotic stewardship programs, as well as small and critical access hospitals. We also have core elements for outpatient antibiotic stewardship, stewardship in nursing homes, and stewardship programs in resource-limited settings. The fourth area of the CDC report focuses on stewardship and action. This describes three programs that have been launched to optimize antibiotic use in various areas throughout the United States. Firstly, they describe a database that was used through IQVIA that allowed them to look at the top 10% of antibiotic prescribers in the state of Florida, who they targeted with educational sessions in collaboration with the Florida Department of Health to optimize prescribing. This is a potential way to link education and tools across health systems for various providers that might be outliers in terms of antibiotic use. The second stewardship program described was that developed by Holly Frost and colleagues at Denver Health and the University of Colorado system. 
And this was a system called OASIS or Outpatient Automated Stewardship Information System to reduce the finances and time needed for tracking and reporting of antibiotic use. AHRQ also undertook a program in partnership with Johns Hopkins Medicine and the University of Chicago and created the Antibiotic Stewardship Toolkit for Hospitals. This is publicly available on AHRQ's website and contains a number of various tools that might be helpful in those that are looking for things to stimulate stewardship activities. The fifth area of the CDC report discusses emerging opportunities for antibiotic stewardship, and there are two main areas. First, health equity in relation to antibiotic use. The CDC discusses how the COVID-19 pandemic really highlighted some areas of health inequity and that there are opportunities within this field of antibiotic stewardship to address these. They give an example that children who receive care from a pediatrician are more likely to receive appropriate antibiotic therapy than those compared to other healthcare professionals or types of practices. They also discuss that the quality of stewardship programs and activities in locations with more limited resources may also vary in ways that could exacerbate or create health disparities. The CDC also highlights emerging opportunities in regards to telehealth. We know that the COVID-19 pandemic saw an increase in telehealth across the country. However, there are potential implications of this as overprescribing of antibiotics may occur in that setting. The CDC highlights that prescribing practices for antibiotics are not well-defined in telehealth, and few studies have assessed the impact of stewardship interventions for telehealth. They also mention that there isn't available guidance currently specific to telehealth in regards to antibiotic stewardship and best practices. So they are working to develop these resources and guidance to optimize prescribing of antibiotics in this growing healthcare model. So in summary, we've highlighted the many ways that we are working to improve antibiotics in many different settings, including outpatient areas, acute care hospitals, nursing homes, and long-term care settings. It is encouraging to see that the Southeast is leading the way in regards to meeting the CDC core elements. And I'd like to think that this is in part due to our collaborative efforts with you all in DASON. However, as evidence in the report, we still have work to do. COVID has challenged us all and we continue to try to provide data and support for optimization of antibiotics at all levels in our facilities. We look forward to exploring new areas of stewardship with you in 2022 and meeting the challenges laid out by the CDC in this report through 2025. On behalf of all the DASON staff, I'd like to thank you for listening and wish you a happy Antibiotic Awareness Week. Just as a reminder, the report mentioned today will be posted on our website for the podcast and contains many links to the resources we discussed. We hope you check it out and come back in two weeks for our next DASON Digest. 